Hey, what's up, guys? This is Pastor Austin from Good Shepherd Church, and this is our podcast. So happy you're tuning in this week to stay caught up on what the Lord's doing in us and through us. I hope this content encourages you. I hope it challenges you, builds up your love for Jesus. Hope you enjoy the message. We love you. Good morning, church. I am so excited to be with you this morning. We are taking a break from that I Am series like Austin just told you. And I know that's difficult because we were all so excited for I Am The Good Shepherd, but we wanted to stay flexible. And Austin felt like this was a good time to take a break and give this really pertinent message to you all. I just wanted to say thank you so much to the staff who are working so hard to get church to all of us when we can't go into the building. It's super challenging with technology that doesn't always work right, and they're just doing an awesome job. And so I just want to say thank you. Keep doing it. You're doing awesome. So today we are talking about working from home. And that's probably really applicable to a lot of us. You're used to going into the office, into a building with coworkers, and now you're having to work remotely from inside your house. And I don't know about you all, Austin has been uh, trying to work from home and it kind of sounds better <laughs> than usually how it plays out. It's kind of a tease uh, where Okay, yes, he's home, but he's writing sermons and sending emails and talking to people on the phone. And so for me and the kids, it's, uh, like I said, just a tease where we just want to hang out with him. Um, and I know it's challenging for him too. It's uh, easy to feel less productive when we're working from home and we've got those distractions. But I believe that God wants to do a work in us from home. In a time when it feels like we can be less productive, I believe we need to lean into the kingdom's currency of productivity and see what God wants to do in us and through us in this time. I believe that if we can do that, we might look back at the coronavirus time and see that that was a special time that we grew in him and that he revealed things to us. And I just want to challenge all of us to lean into that today. God wants to be near and to do something in this time. Austin said that in our midweek update. And it's easy to feel like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> Big picture, COVID-19, like around the world, I don't know what he's doing, but I do believe that there's a way that we can ask that where um, it's more productive. We're, we're asking, God, what are you doing in me? And what do you wanna do through me? There's, um, I believe that's absolutely a God-honoring way to ask that. And I think he wants to um, instill in us this time, in this time, something new and something great. Let's not stay stuck in the uh, confusion and the chaos and the why, but let's lean into the fact that God is going to be doing something good because we are called according to his purpose, right? And he's gonna prove himself faithful once again. So we're going to unpack those two questions. What, God, what do you want to do in me? And what do you want to do through me? So let's uh, jump into that first one. In this time, our hearts and 
different areas of our lives are exposed. They're kind of put under the microscope in different ways than what we're used to. For example, some, well, some of you know me uh, and have known me for a long time. I grew up and uh, was born and raised at Good Shepherd, basically. And some of you don't know me and uh, you only know what Austin has said through his messages. So just a little background. I'm Katie, I'm Austin's wife, and I am a mother of three kids, and I am also a part-time dental hygienist. So in this time, a couple weeks ago, just like a lot of you, I got a text message from my boss saying, mandatory closure of all dental offices for elective procedures, which is absolutely me. And by the way, you're not getting paid in this time, and you, um, I hope, have a job by the time you come back. You know, there's some unknown in there. And just like that, my heart towards the money that I made in this at that job, the financial situation that my husband and I are in, our heart towards money, big picture, is absolutely exposed. Uh, good, bad, ugly ugly. And maybe you had that same situation. Maybe you're seeing the, the stock market and you're feeling a little uncomfortable or uncertain about that. Another example, as a mom, we've all got that text message from the school district that says school is canceled for three weeks. And by the way, you're going to have to homeschool your kids and you're going to be stuck in your house with not a lot of places to go. And just like that, your relationships with your kids and your husband or um, wife are exposed and any sort of struggles that you have, you are very aware of. And now I'm not saying that if you're not jumping at the chance to homeschool your kids or go on a spending freeze because your money is a little bit tighter, that there's something off in your heart or there's sin, but there is something that we can learn in this time. We can absolutely learn and evaluate our heart. And I believe God wants to expose those things in us. If you've ever prayed, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts, COVID-19 might be the answer to those prayers. So let's just agree as a body, as individuals, to lean into this challenge, to lean into the struggle, and see what God can refine in us in this time. Hebrews 12, we're going to jump into. Uh, as you flip there, we're going to, I just wanted to kind of dissect that first portion and just let you know, it's talking about the godly discipline towards his kids, that it's loving and it's valuable. It means that you're a son or daughter and it's a good thing. And I just want to be clear, I'm not saying that this virus or this situation that we're in is a direct discipline or act of judgment because of immorality or sin from our country or the world. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, fortunately, that's not my place to judge. Uh, but... There is a principle that can be learned in this time that the Bible speaks of 
throughout, uh, throughout the scripture that hard things can be used for good and God um, has a tendency to use hard things uh, frequently. So uh, just like James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who is steadfast under trial and perseveres when tempted. For when he has passed the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life. Super encouraging. Um, I love the way that Hebrews talks about this though. So we're gonna dive in starting at verse 11. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems sad and painful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So then, strengthen hands that are weak and knees that tremble. Cut through and make smooth straight paths for your feet that are safe and go in the right direction. So that the leg which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather may be healed. It's times like these that we can see the weak hands that we didn't know we had. We can see the lame leg that we didn't know we had. I don't know how we can re not realize that we have a lame leg, but as humans, don't we have a way of overcompensating for our insecurities? And um, what a great uh, thing that the Lord does in us to expose those so that we can heal and not be put out of joint uh, so that it doesn't get worse. If you were to ask me when I was a teenager or early 20s, if I was a patient person, for example, I would have absolutely said, yes, I'm patient. I don't need, I don't need any you know, help in that area. And then I got married and I had kids and you realize, or I realized that I wasn't as patient as I thought. And it's not that I changed or that I lost that patience. It's that I wasn't put in that environment to have that patience tested. Maybe you've been avoiding your parents. You know, you've had school and uh, sports, homework, hanging out with friends. And the idea of spending 20 more days in your house with them is like the worst thing that you could um, do. But what if God wants to do something in that relationship and reveal something to you? I just want to encourage all of us in that, that this time that we're so in this uh, relationally uh, focused time with our family. Let's lean into those relationships and just absolutely see what can grow in there. Maybe you have kind of told yourself in this last season that I'm just too busy to really have a vibrant prayer life, to um, be in the Bible that much, and now you have time and you realize that's still not happening and God lovingly encourages you that maybe your heart for prayer and for his word isn't as strong as you thought it was. I just want to encourage you that it is that loving kindness that he reveals to us what we need to work on. Just like uh, with my kids, I'm going to tell them when I see something that needs to be worked on. So if my son has impure motives and manipulates a situation, 
I'm going to have a conversation and I might put him through the pain of discipline because I want him to grow out of that and I want more for him. And that is absolutely the Father's heart for us, that he wants more for us. He wants to grow us and mature us. And so there are gonna be those difficult conversations and maybe a painful discipline that comes in this time, but we can see it that God wants to help us heal and get better in that process. No matter where you are in your relationship with God, there is something to learn. We should always be asking God to reveal what's off in us, and he will be faithful to do that. So once we open up our heart and let God do a work in us, I believe we'll be more effective and more in tune with what he wants to do through us. This is a higher need time than what we've seen in Loveland, Colorado, right? In the recent history, there are more financial needs, emotional needs, uh, spiritual needs, and um, we have an opportunity to help meet those needs. Um, so many people out of work that are really wondering how they're gonna make ends meet. So much anxiousness in a time we don't know how long this is gonna last. We don't know what the future holds. Uh, so much loneliness where we're socially distancing ourselves and it can feel like connections are being lost. It's hard to know how to help in a time where we're limited and where we feel like we're not even coming into contact with people that much. But I believe in these higher need times, we're gonna see God's hand more clearly in um, answering prayers that, uh, of needs that need to be met. I believe God will come through in miraculous ways because there are people who need a miracle. And I believe he wants to use us in this. We need to be in tune with what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do so that we can partner with God in this. Turn with me to um, Mark 10, verse 46. As Jesus was approaching Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging. Now, when he heard a crowd going by, he began to ask what this was about. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he shouted saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were leading the way were sternly telling him to keep quiet. But he screamed all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man be led to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Let me regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Regain your sight. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. This is one of the many miracles that Jesus did in his ministry. But what I love about it in this particular one, I love that Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? And as I was reading this in my personal quiet time, 
I just felt the Holy Spirit ask me, what do you want me to do for you? And I think that at times we have a way of mumbling in our hearts kind of what we want to do, and it can feel elementary and basic, but I just want to encourage you to really boil it down, maybe write it down. What am I asking the Lord to do? I think we can see more clearly when he answers those prayers, if we're super specific with what we're asking. And I think anytime we're asking the Lord for something, there should be kind of a healthy wrestle in that. Let me explain. Austin, in his Bread of Life message, really challenged us to ask ourselves, God, am I coming to you because I love you? Or am I just coming to you because I think you can give me something? And I hope that we have all challenged ourselves and really evaluated our hearts in that. But the reason I say that there's a healthy wrestle is because we do see in scripture an invitation to ask and to seek and to knock and to keep on asking and in prayer and supplication, make your requests known to the Lord. Just like we saw in that story, he used that sign and that miracle to point to himself. And there is absolutely a role for us to play in this. Just like we saw in the story, there's a middleman that Jesus says, come, go or go get Bartimaeus and bring him to me. And I think that can be our role where we're seeing what God is asking us to do and we're bringing those that need him and those needs to Jesus so that he can answer them. So don't be surprised also if what God is doing in you and what he's doing through you merge and intersect. I believe as, you know, specifically like financially, that's an easy example right now. If you are realizing that your love for money is more is higher at this time, God may ask you to give financially and he's going to work through you in that way. That's just the way he works. It's hard and sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, but let's be faithful. Let's do what he's asked us to do, knowing that in us and through us, he has something exciting and something good to uh, do in this time. Matthew 9, 35 through 36 says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues and proclaiming, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I love God's agricultural heart that we see so much in scripture. We read in Hebrews that it will yield a peaceful fruit of righteousness. And I just want that so bad. And here in this scripture, we see that there is a harvest. And I absolutely believe that in Northern Colorado, in Loveland, there is a harvest growing and Jesus is looking for laborers to partner with him. 
So let's pray for your neighbors. Let's deliver the groceries. Let's offer to pay that week, a week salary for the um, coworker that you know is struggling. But let's ask God what he wants to do and do it because there are people who are ready to make Jesus their savior. He is calling his sheep. I'm kind of stepping on Austin's toes for I am the good shepherd, but there are sheep that are ready to have him be their good shepherd. And God wants to use us to bring them in. Such an exciting thing. Let's learn to be less productive by the world's, by the world's standards in this time and let God produce in us and through us the fruit and use us for the harvest that is going to be better than we can imagine. Let's let God do the hard work in us while we're at home. We're gonna pray. There is um, absolutely a call to pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And so as much as we're gonna be ready to do that here in Colorado, I also want to pray for our brothers and sisters who are all around the world dealing with this same situation and are needing co-laborers in that. So let's pray as we close. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this work that you're gonna do in us. We thank you that you're highlighting the places that we're off and the places that the people that are watching are off in a loving and kind way. We just ask, Lord, that you in your mercy and grace would help us to grow in those things, to lean into them because we know you have a good plan. God, I just ask that you would bring more laborers into this time for the harvest. We pray for all of our missionaries that we're supporting around the world, God, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, and that you would bring people around them that also are ready to do the work of your ministry. We're, we're trusting you in this time. We're absolutely believing that you have a good plan in all of this, and we're excited for what you're gonna do. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name.